0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Toddler Purgatory, a.k.a. Todd Pergs. I'm one of your hosts, Molly. Hey, 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 I'm Blair. Today we're talking about a subject that is actually very near and dear to Blair in my hearts, which is talking about the challenges, the many benefits of holding on to our child free friends. Oh, <sighs> It is such an interesting subject. I got to tell you something, and I talk about it with my child free friends and my mom's my mom friends, about there's so much emphasis put on you got to make mom friends. Oh, you got to get people who are in the same situation as you. Mm -hmm. So you have someone to hang out with at the playground. So you have this. So you have that. Mm -hmm. Someone who knows what you're going through. But you know what? There's not nearly enough emphasis put on hanging on to our friends who don't have kids. Yeah. All of those friends that knew you pre. Pre kids. They knew you when. Yes. Holding on to our friends. You know, the funny thing is, it's like a spotlight when we have kids, that spotlight of our life just happens to uh, <laughs> right? turn over onto things like, you know, trying to get sleep here and there, making sure our kids stay alive, making sure our kids are thriving, <laughs> making sure we leave the house, making sure we take a shower. I mean, when the priorities and the focus has changed in many parts of your life to focus on people other than yourself. Mm hmm. Man, it can be a laser focus.
1: This is the thing too. And I've said this a few times. It's the things that they don't tell you. And when you're pregnant, nothing really changes. You can still do all the things. You might be tired. You can't drink. You can't hang out. But you can still like go away on a on a whim. You know, you can hang out, go grab a coffee right quick. You know, go out to eat. Once the kid is here, that all changes. And it is an adjustment. At least it was for me. It was a huge adjustment for me. Where I was like, oh, wait, my time is truly no longer mine.
0: And it was hard. It was really, really hard. It is hard. And I think the biggest thing you lose is spontaneity. Mm. Like, hmm. you just can't do something at the drop of a hat. Sometimes you can. Sometimes if you have a partner or village or community that you have to support you, you can say, hey, can you pop on over and hang out with my kids so I can run out and do this thing? Yeah, but you still have to ask. I know there's so many limitations. Yeah. Yes. And for Blair and I, I'm about to speak for you, Blair. Hope that's okay. Go ahead. That's fine. I love it. Because of the livelihoods that we chose, we're actors. So we have those kinds of nights. We're in rehearsal from 7 to 10 or 7 to 11. Mm -hmm. Maybe in our 20s. I don't know about you, but in my 30s, I was already getting tired. But after that, you might want to go and part of... The culture of being a performing artist and being in the performing arts is not necessarily having to get a drink, but going out after rehearsal. Like, yeah, you have front, you can, you know, have a soda or whatever if you want to. But like, it's more about being like, yeah, sure. I'll hang out after this. Oh, let's do that. Or, oh, we have rehearsal on a Saturday, two to five. And then we're all going to grab dinner and go see a-, a show or go see a movie or hang out in the park or go roller skating or whatever. Yeah. And that spontaneity, that ability to say, oh, yeah, sure. I'm free. I don't know the last time that came out of my mouth. I don't either.
1: At least without thinking about having to take care of my children or figuring out what to do with them first. I don't know. This is like, it makes me kind of sad and forlorn. It really does. I really miss that part of my life.
0: I mean, I like my kids. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Tutu. God bless. But yes, I think it is okay to live inside the duality of loving your kids more than anything else in the world and missing the life you had before they were, existed. And I think that's okay. And I think it's normal. And I think it's natural. And it's a new equation. Now we just have to figure out what this new equation is. Mm-hmm. And the people that can help remind us during our poopiest days are <laughs> days when we have a, a wet wipe in each pocket and haven't showered, the people who can remind us of that side of ourselves that thrived pre children are child free friends who we've had since before then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure, or have made since then. But I have to say, for, in my experience, it's my closest girlfriends and guy friends who don't have kids who I can go back with and kind of like, find myself again. Yeah,
1: yeah, your child free friends, we put a A little bit of poll questionnaire up on Facebook. And one of our followers, Kelly, she said, child-free friends allow you to allow you the opportunity to be the pre-parent you. Mm -hmm. And they remind you of that.
0: Yes. She says, I take walks or roller skate with child-free friends at least once a week. Get it, Kelly. (laughs) Once a week. Yes. And it's such a breath of fresh air to not have to still be in mom mode. Mm -hmm. You have to give yourself that break. You really do. And it's so hard because, like you said, Blair, a lot of it has to do with logistics. Uh, yeah. Like if we have the luxury of having a partner or a village or a next door neighbor or a support, oh my gosh, use it. Use
1: it. Do it. Yeah. Molly and I don't really <laughs> have that close to us. And so yeah. it's like you either have to pay for it or you lean hard on neighbors or whatever. And I don't know about you, Molly, but even in the, once the logistics are figured out, Yeah. And I'm in, sometimes I'll be in like, oh, yes, out of mom mode. And then I'm like quickly brought back into it when I'm like, I have a moment I'm thinking, okay, what time is it? Are they in the bath yet? You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, I have those moments where it just like juts in and I'm just like, yo, I'm trying to enjoy my Pinot Noir. (laughs) Leave me alone. It's
0: hard to stay in the moment. Of course. Yeah. Gosh, of course. Of course. Which is normal, natural, like you said. Yeah. Well, there are some other, there are some obstacles, of course, to even realizing or acknowledging that these relationships are, can be truly worth it to work on. And that's what it is. It's work. And sometimes it's not, sometimes it's easy, but a lot of times it's work, not because the person is hard. The person's amazing. That's why they want you in their life and you want them in their life, in your life. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Molly, can I ask you a question? Sure. What were you like as a pre-parent friend to your Friends who had
0: kids. I would say that I was at times pretty awesome and at times pretty not awesome. Yeah. Same thing. Yes. And a lot of it was because it was difficult for me to put myself in their shoes. hmm And some of those obstacles are kind of universal, which was... You know, there are so many emotions on each side. So I think that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on the one hand, I was so thrilled for my friends and I love their kids. Mm -hmm. But the life I was living when I was not with them had different priorities, different things that were important. I, Mm -hmm. You know, the things we wanted to talk about were a little different. And one thing that I have to say that I was somewhat not cool about, Mm -hmm. which now that I'm a parent, (laughs) I (laughs) get it, was like when we had plans... And I was finally getting to see my friend who I hadn't seen in a couple of months. And they canceled yeah. because one of their kids wasn't feeling well. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, but they have a fever. And I wanted to be like, you have a husband.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: Yeah. Now I'm like, I don't know if I could leave my kid. <laughs> right. Exactly. When they're not feeling good, of course. Because to me, a fever is like, too bad, so sad, go to bed. Because I'm an adult. But to a child, it's much different. We now know the emotions that go along with your kid being sick, right? Yes.
1: And the fact that you want to stay to make sure that it's not worse than what you think it may be. Oh, of course. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. God forbid I'm not there. You know what I was really bad about? That I would like make the time, you know, because I just like wanted to see my girls, you know, whatever. Same, same. But it was like, can we please turn off? The Paw Patrols? Can we please turn off the TV? My God. Can't they, like, go play? That was really, like, my thinking. Because it would just drive me nuts, like, having, like, that noise in the background. Girl, now you, tell know. you this. Girl, <laughs> let me tell you this now. I will turn Paw Patrol all of the way up just for some peace.
0: If it means you can have your oat milk latte with your girl. That's what we going to listen to in the background. I completely agree. All <laughs> right. Uh, and it's that's what it is was like it wasn't that I was unwilling to put myself in their shoes. I just didn't fit in their shoes. I
1: didn't fit. The shoes did not fit. And you know what now? Them shoes is
0: large enough. <laughs> I got my big old heels in them. Yes. Yeah, so now we get it. Ugh. But I think the thing that we as parents of kids have to realize or remember is exactly what we're talking about. That our child-free friends, some of them are child-free by choice. Some of them are not. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. By choice. And I think there is an enormous feeling of putting ourselves in their shoes, an enormous responsibility on our part to be to have empathy for what is happening in their life, whether mm-hmm. they choose to have kids Or are struggling to have kids or whatnot. That is one of the obstacles and the opportunities.
1: Yes. Oh, good one, Molly.
0: Because it is hard. And it's worth it to make that effort. There was an article in the New York Times called Staying Close to Your Friends with No Kids. And in it, our author Rachel Birchie says, If you're like me, you might also have to contend with some feelings of envy. Now, this is her on speaking as a parent. Some feelings of envy or at the very least inadequacy. So here she's talking about from the other side. So we might have to be empathetic to the fact that our child-free friends would prefer not to be child-free. And also, (laughs) so they might be envious of our position. We might be envious of their position at times. Oh, yes. So her example was her friend Nina was going on a girl's trip to Iceland. Oh. Okay. And running a half marathon in Hawaii. Get it, Nina. Okay, Nina. Meanwhile, uh, the author says her plans, which included wiping bottoms and reading the book with no pictures for the 97th time, seemed embarrassing by comparison. Oh, ain't that the truth? But she says, I loved my kids. Just like we said, Blair, I had invited those dirty diapers and that hippo named Boo Boo Butt into my life. Ah, that sounds like something you would name a, a pet hippo. Yeah, totally. I love that. <laughs> I know. But she says, but I loved Hawaii too. I wanted girls trips. I wanted freedom. Yeah. So there's, uh, the grass is always greener. Always greener.
1: Mm. I remembered like even pre-kids when I would hang out with my friends. This was like single Blair. Oh girl, I miss you. I hope you're doing good. But I would hang out with my friends that were married. Yeah. And I'd be like, mm, that'd be nice. And then they were looking at me like, mm, must, must be, be nice. nice. What is it like to be in that apartment all alone? And I'm like lonely. And they're like, do you know what I would give? <laughs> <laughs> That's very you know? true. That's very true. It's always like, it's like the seasons of your life. It's just like, it's always when the look back, the look forward, the look to your left and right. It always seems like parts of it are so much better than, what, than
0: where you're at. It is so true. So human. So human. So our child-free friends may be experiencing envy, maybe not at all. Maybe they're like, thank God, that's not me. <laughs> what? You definitely have three different colors of snot on your shirt. No thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. I'm going
1: to Oahu. <laughs> Bye-bye.
0: <laughs> so I think that both friends have obstacles that we have to overcome. And there are so many benefits to figuring out what those obstacles are. And getting through it kinda together. And maybe rethinking what that friendship is. Girl, that is it. And that's where the work
1: comes in. And like I am learning. Just now, Molly. Like, seriously. Like this is for real for reals. There's so many aspects of my life. And maybe it's because I don't know what it I have no clue what it is. Growth, learning, maturity. Who knows? Who can say? But there's so many things right now for me that I'm like having to like reshift refocus look at and say wait no this is different now like i have to look at it for what it is as opposed to what it was so i spend so much time bringing in what was and expecting it to be what is
2: <sighs> right
1: yes yes And especially my friendships. I bring all this old energy with me and I'm like, why isn't it like it
0: was? Meanwhile, the world is just a changing around me. Yep. Big picture and little picture. Everything is changing.
1: And so I'm really like, that is like, that's the key. That is really the key. Like looking at it with your friend. Right. Because that can also get you in trouble when you're sitting by yourself and being like, why is this the way that it is? And you're not having a conversation with that person. Oh, my life. Oh,
0: me. I'm such a Libra. (laughs) I did not expect it to end that way. We're bringing in astrology now, Todd Perks listeners. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is Libra the scales?
1: Yeah. Always trying to find the balance. Oh,
0: dang. Oh. (gasps) Well, I think you're right. In that New York Times article, Andrea Bonior. Bonior! Bonjour, Andrea Bonior. Bonjour. (laughs) Clinical psychologist and author of The Friendship Fix, The Complete Guide to Choosing, Losing, and Keeping Up with Your Friends. So she says exactly what you're saying, Claire. A friendship that used to be easy logistically takes more effort in parenthood. But if there's emotional connection and history, it would be a real tragedy to let it fade. Ain't that the truth? Amen. She says, you might not meet for a standing Friday night happy hour anymore. I miss those. I miss those. I miss oh, those. me too. But this is an opportunity to let the friendship grow and take on a new form. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Let it be new. Let it be new. It's scary. I was about to say, it's so scary. Because we find comfort in what we know.
1: For sure. Yeah. And yet we're new people as moms. I'm a completely new person as mom. And you know what? I did not have time to think about it. That's it. I jumped right in. This baby popped out of me and I was like, yo, who's going to take care of you? And he looked dead at me and he was like, you. And I was like, how dare you? Great. Fine. Wow.
2: Ugh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. Really? Okay. That's the thing. You know, I want to go back to what we said at the beginning, which is like the duality. Like we are living lives where we you know, would lay in traffic for these little tiny creatures who are the, I mean, the blessings of our lives, you know, hashtag blast, hashtag blast. Uh Hashtag blast? (laughs) (laughs) Question mark, exclamation (laughs) point. (laughs) But also when I hang out with my long-term girlfriends from forever, my cheeks hurt from smiling. Yeah. I crack the same dumb jokes I cracked in college. Still got it. Still got it, girls. still got it. And it reminds me of the parts of myself, because we have so many people inside of us, so to speak, like that reminds me of the parts of myself where, you know, the time before I had kids. I'm not just a person who brings my son to three different lessons in one day. That was my Saturday. Yeah, yeah. But also I am pretty funny and I have history with these people and (laughs) we laugh and we reminisce And I get to hear all about their lives. Yeah. yeah. And it keeps me connected to them and to their hearts and to my heart. And that's why it's important.
1: That's why it's important. And that's why it feels good too. Because sometimes when I'm hanging out with my children, I don't feel funny. I don't feel like exactly want to be there. I don't feel like my time is being valued. I don't feel like no one's bringing much joy to my life in that moment there I said it because it can feel so insular
0: and lonely frankly
1: and lonely and isolating yes for sure and then sometimes I, you said like I'll be hanging out with my girls and we will be kicking and laughing so hard and I just get that feeling in my that starts like in my gut and springs to my heart where I'm like
0: oh, oh. there she is Everybody, we'll be right back, and we'll talk more. We'll wax poetic about the people we were before kids. (laughs) Stick
2: around. When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology-trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork. A revolutionary baby monitor is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file.
3: If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.
0: Hi, everybody. We're back and talking about the people we once were. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. We're still those people. We're the way we were. (laughs) On our Facebook post, we got some great conversation going. So if you're not a part of the Wet Fresh Hell podcast group on Facebook, go ahead and join that because... It's pretty awesome. Yeah. You know what I love is looking at on those Facebook posts when two listeners kind of have a little side chat about what we're talking about. Yeah. If you think it doesn't make me cry, oh yeah, I know yourself. Same, same. Say I
1: was reading like the back and forth and they were like, Yeah, girl, I hear you. Oh, maybe it's this. I was like,
0: Okay, we're here for each other. This is it. I love it. I love it so much. And one thing that came up, what I really connected with was be kind of like what we were just talking about, the insular feeling, like you live in – your world has gotten sort of small in that moment. And one of the many benefits of maintaining our friendships with our child-free friends is – that they kind of bring that outside perspective back to you. Yeah. And I really love that. Cynthia, one of our listeners, says, often they have a special perspective and can pull you out of a parenting-focused headspace for a while. And don't we all need that break? Ooh! Because you are often trapped in it with your partner. Yes. We call it an outside set of eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily even on your parenting troubles or whatever, but like just... <laughs> On life. They just put it in perspective. Like, why am I focused on this? hmm. Ain't that the truth. And even though I treasure my mom friends, mm-hmm. my friends who are also moms, I treasure them because we like come into it from like, you know, a sort of a same position of like, what is happening? I have three different colored burgers on my shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is such a nice break to like hear about somebody's <laughs> who's dating. Yes. And like, oh, tell me yeah. yeah. Tell me everything. Tell me everything. What is it like? And then what did he say? And then what did you say? And then what did he say? He did not. You know what I mean? And to hear about how the dating world has changed or hear about how mm-hmm. dating is different now. You know, we're in our late 40s, we like to say, and how that has changed. Yeah, late. Oh, just my early to late mid 40s. And how that has changed. And I'm so grateful for that perspective and to hear about their lives.
1: Ah, mm-hmm. oh, so good. One of the other listeners... Cynthia. I was like, yes, girl. She says, I don't have any friends with no children who aren't pretty flexible. As the childless friend in my group for a solid decade, I too tried to be flexible and love every one of my friend's children. Sometimes you have to sneak in friend time for coffee date between kid drop offs and errands. I was always okay with that. And I went out of my way to let my parent friends know that I'm not going anywhere because physically finding time was hard. Thank you, Cynthia. You're a good friend. And I know that your friends so, so, so appreciated that because I know for me, whenever I am considering my child free friends, I'm like, OK, there's just like a lot of like things that go through my mind so that I'm accommodating because that's my also my personality. Don't worry, working it out with my therapist of the accommodation thing. So it's nice to hear on the other side of it that, like, there are some child-free friends out there who are just like, girl, I get it. Yep. And I have plenty of those friends, too. But it's like, girl, I get it. We'll work
0: around it. I'll meet you where you're at. So appreciated. Yeah. You know, I'm getting kind of emotional thinking about it because I'm so grateful. I know. I want to make sure that we don't put the expectation on our child-free friends to always be accommodating. No, please don't. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. like I appreciate when they are, but I also get it when they can't be like, yeah, because also they're human beings, as are people with kids. This just in, we're all humans. And sometimes it's going to be easy for them to say, hey, no problem. I can work around you. It's crazy. You have, you know, two kids or one kid or five kids. And then sometimes they're going to say, you know, I'm going to find someone who can go to happy hour tonight. And I don't kind of get it. I get it. So like, be open and be flexible and know that like, They're not here to serve our schedule. (laughs) That's for sure. You know? So part of that is just, yeah, finding those times. Uh, Yeah. When you can. And to be open-minded and open-hearted enough to kind of understand that sometimes it's not going to happen. But it's worth it. You know, one of the listeners, Molly, says, maintaining friendships with childless or child-free by choice, folks, is a practice in self-care. Yes. Yes, Molly. Not me, but I'll take credit. (laughs) You have to stay connected to yourself and to the part of you that existed before having kids. It's not easy at all, but it's worth the work. Worth the work. Parenthood shouldn't become your only identity. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's hard not to fall
1: into that. I find myself doing it. Conversations I have sometimes
0: when I'm just like, not even talking about my kids. I talk about my kids. What am I talking about my kids? You know, because the river flows that way. Like, that's where your brain is. Yeah. That's what you have to talk about. And that's okay. Just like, you know, be aware. I I, sometimes I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) like, stop talking about it. But that's it's a big focus Mm -hmm. in my life. It is. So just, I, I think it's just about being open and aware. And just remember that, like, I don't know how to say that. Like, do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. I know exactly what you mean. And it is important.
1: And they are like, I look upon my friendships such so, as so like my older friendships from like college and high school like they helped mold me to the person that i am they know how funny i am they laugh yes. at my jokes because they know i got good ones
0: okay. <laughs> i got good ones, I got good ones.
1: <laughs> sarah ann she had a really awesome point she's one says, of the
0: listeners from
1: the facebook yes page. yes 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 one of the listeners from facebook She said that this can be a challenge for sure, having friends who are child-free. For me, a lot of my child-free friends are not child-free by choice. They want kids and face various hurdles in this area. Not having a partner, the partner doesn't want kids, fertility issues. So sometimes being around parent friends can be painful for them. Obviously, my kid is a huge part of my life, so I don't talk about him. Well, not incessantly. I'm with this area. I sometimes have to cancel plans or not make plans. They don't have childcare, and because we still don't have a vaccine for kids under five, they have to be careful. All of these factors go into having to making plans with my child's free friends. But I think she makes a good point, too. And I have friends, dear, awesome best friends in my circle who have these challenges as well. And it's just something to be mindful of.
0: Well, you know, I think that's you're hitting on what the point of this is, which is like, yes. We're convinced it is worth the work to keep those friendships with your child-free friends. There are going to be obstacles. There are going to be emotions involved. There are going to be all kinds of things. So what can you do to help that? Here's the number one tip. Keep it honest and communicative from the get-go. Mm-hmm. F. Diane Barth, psychotherapist and author of I Know How You Feel, The Joy and Heartbreak of Friendship in Women's Lives. You know I got to get that. Oh, Wow. Okay. Yeah. She says, the best thing you can do to preserve your relationships is to be honest and communicative from the get-go. You could say, I miss you and I love you and I hate that I can't see you more often, but I'm exhausted and I don't have a lot of time right now. I'd rather see you for half an hour than not at all. Why is that so hard? That's what I want to know. Why is it so hard? I don't know. I think because part of like social graces or like Mm. self-preservation has to do with shielding some of how we're really feeling. Yeah. To protect the other person? And yourself? And yourself, yeah. But you're right. Why is that so hard? Why is it so hard? It's very hard for me. For me too, it's about, I'm so worried about saying the wrong thing. Mm. And I get so caught up in that, like a numbskull, when really I should just be opening my heart and my mouth and saying, I love you and I miss you and I have nothing left in the tank. Yeah. Yeah, I have nothing left. But if I had anything in the tank, it would be for you. Can we FaceTime for five minutes? Yeah. Can we whatever? Dr. Barth says that's much better than squirming around or making a date and then bailing on it. True. Isn't that interesting? Like squirming around. I love that. (laughs) For some reason that really stood out to me because I'm like, I want to, but how about Wednesday? How about Friday? Oh, I got to move it. I got to. Like, how
1: many times have we done that? Because or you're just too tired and you don't want to. You love this person so much, but it's just like, I have to put hard pants on and a bra and go outside when I really just want. I want to get under my covers.
0: Because this is the 10 minutes I have where I don't have somebody (laughs) nursing. Exactly. Also, I just think we need to rewind for a second. Are hard pants jeans or are they cardboard?
1: (laughs) I got a pair of cardboard jeans. Actually, I got this really cute pair of jeans. They're like utility, like looking like hot, hot, but they feel like cardboard. And
0: although I look really cute,
1: I don't
0: know. Pretty hard. I have a pair of jeans that... Our jeans, but also sweatpants at the same time. And it's magic. <gasps> Listen, I'm not going to lie. They don't give me that hourglass figure, but I do not give a poop.
1: Who cares? Who cares? Who cares, Who cares when you're walking around in majesty? <laughs>
0: <laughs> give me those jean joggers. Give them to me. Yes. And the, here's the thing about your friends. They will get that. They get honesty and love. They get it. Especially those who love you Because those
1: that mind Don't matter And those who matter don't mind
0: That was good What is that, a Peggy Brooks? No, I got It's something I got off Instagram I like it (laughs) Peggy Brooks is Blair's mom And she has some good sayings She's got some good ones (laughs) That was from Instagram or something I remember Or like Dr. Seuss maybe I don't know Could be either You know, isn't Instagram today's Dr. Seuss? (laughs) Pretty much Pretty much (laughs) Me and Blair love sending each other GIFs and screen grabs from Instagram. Love them. I sent her one today that was an especially hot Jimmy Fallon one, and I can't figure out how he... Who knew? He kind of was like Tanner in it, or... There was something about it where I was like, at first I didn't even think it was Jimmy Fallon. I know.
1: And then I was like, oh, wait, is that Jimmy Fallon? And then as soon as I was thinking that, Molly was like, is it just me or is Fallon uh, extremely hot in this? And I was like,
0: uh, Yeah! It was almost like he definitely seemed like he just came back from vacation, or that other thing, which I find very attractive, which is like, he has a secret. You know that thing? Oh, yeah. And Jimmy Fallon has kids and writes best selling books. Good for him. Uh, that too is hot. Here's the other thing when you're hanging out with your child free friends, they do want to hear about your kids. Maybe for a little while, depends on the child free friend. But another little tip from the experts is maybe think about keeping it brief. (laughs) Keep it brief. (laughs) Maybe don't make your kids the entire focus of the conversation. I'm sure they'd like to hear how they're doing and maybe an anecdote, but maybe not 35 minutes of them eating an avocado. Uh Or wait to be asked about it too. Yeah, that's a good point.
1: Yeah. And sometimes I know that I'll like start in, especially like when I haven't seen my girls in a hot minute. Like we'll do like, we try to do like monthly. Of course, it ends up being like three, four monthly. But we do like the going around the table, like catch up. What's everybody up to? So I try not to start in with, well, you know. Yeah. The yeah. kids. So I just wait. Sometimes I wait to be asked about it. Yeah. Then again,
0: they encompass so much of my life. Is- I know. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard. So it's sort of like that balance, like you said before being a Libra, but like having the balance of <laughs> being aware being cognizant of facial expressions, level of interest, etc., <laughs> And also knowing and acknowledging that it's okay that you like talking about your kids and you spend most of your time with your kids. That's okay. That's fine. That's okay. Just try not to let, you know, it's just like anything else, that balance in a conversation of not letting any one topic overtake the whole thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, one other tip, I love this, is if your friends that we're talking about are nearby and you're trying to carve out time for them, Make it a double doozy. Have a double benefit of friend time and personal enrichment by doing the activities that matter to you before you have kids and consider focusing your friend time on that. For example, yeah, maybe you are like, I loved volunteering before. I loved, you know, doing my United Way time. Why don't we do that? Why don't we volunteer one hour once a month together? Molly, your heart is so damn pure. What are you talking about? You're like, let's
1: volunteer. I'm like, "Uh, (laughs) (laughs) let's hit up Nordstrom's rack. Nice rack, Nordstrom. I miss those days (laughs) without pushing a stroller through the aisles or telling my child to stop touching everything. (laughs) I miss those days.
0: How about we set that up? You're like, let's go volunteer. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I got to give a shout out to Nordstrom Rack, though. Didn't I just tell you, I was just telling Blair the other day, I went into New York City for work and on the way, no, I'm sorry, to Los Angeles. And on the way back, my flight was delayed. So I got to stay like in Jersey for a night and I made it a priority to get a hotel room near the good Nordstrom Rack. Ha <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right, baby. Hot tick, Rockaway, New Jersey. Nice Nordstrom Rack. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's the good one. <laughs> Yeah, whatever that activity is, (laughs) whether it's volunteering, (laughs) whether it's going to see a movie. I love a movie. Oh, I love a movie. Go with your friend. Double benefit, right? When we come back, we'll talk about some more hot tips to make sure that your child-free friendships that you want to keep alive are able to be alive. Nope. You know what I mean. Thrive alive. Thrive alive, baby. (laughs) We'll be right back. Stick around
1: Welcome back to Todd the Purgatory. We're talking about all things to make sure that we can keep those friendships healthy, thriving, alive, and wonderful with our child-free friends.
0: That's right. And we talked before the break about, you know, it's always a good idea to not have any one subject monopolize any conversation, but I think there is a good point in this New York Times article, which is, remember that you and your child-free friend probably have different priorities now, and that's Okay. Dr. Bonior says, for new parents, a friend's dating issues or work issues may seem trivial, but be careful not to be condescending. Remember that this stuff is still important to her, and it used to be very important to you. Make sure to be a partner in the conversation. I love that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ain't
1: that the truth? And I think I failed a couple times in my parenting and pre-parenting friendships in that. For sure. Me too.
0: Yeah. You know what it comes down to is, in the moment... With all the emotions and all of the stuff going on in our heads, it's sometimes easy to lose sight of empathy and respect. Yes. So try and remember those two things. Again, this might be a little extra work now, but the time that you're putting into this and the consideration and the kindness is going to pay off in dividends. I heard a really funny quote once where somebody said, it was kind of what you were talking about, Blair, about when you were unmarried and you're hanging out with your married friends. Yeah. And it was something like, oh, don't worry. They'll all come back when they're old and their husbands have died and they want someone to play mahjong with. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. I was like, oh, my
3: God.
0: Oh, no, that made me laugh so hard. But so, yeah, so put in that little bit of time and work and empathy and respect now, and then you don't have to lose those friends for that time. You're still building your friendship. Yeah. For your girls or your guys. It's just nice to have those
1: friendships that know your history, that know you, yep. that your parents don't know. Yes. <laughs> like your partner don't know.
0: And they keep you in line. I don't know how to say it. Like, yeah. Keep you humble. Yeah. One time we were me and a couple friends. I can my friends, Maggie and Jess, still two of my very close girlfriends. We were in a Lower East Side bar and they was playing crazy music and I was dancing and I had on off-white corduroys. Why did I have on off-white corduroys at a fun bar? I don't know. Living life. It's called Living My Life, 2003. <laughs> and I like went down like, dun, 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 and like dropped, like did like a booty drop and my pants split up the back. That's right, girl. And this was back in the days when I would wear a thong. Not anymore. Oh, thongs get up my crack and they're just like, excuse me. I can't see. <laughs> and I'm someone like, someone help me. And I'm like, where'd my thong go? Never gonna get it, never gonna get it. Never gonna get it, never gonna get it. Where'd it go? Oh, can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Ugh. anyway so I was like whoa so my friend Jess took off her like whatever her outer layer was I tied it around my waist and kept going dancing that's right girl you better work <laughs> <laughs> I didn't booty drop again
1: but I still got it and you know what you do if that would have happened to you now call it a
0: night <laughs> going home thank you oh at this point I've already called in the night before the good music starts isn't that awful <laughs> right because it's like oh it's so loud oh god it's so loud it's so fast who is this anyway i've never heard the sound before in my life i'm a hundred so be flexible have some empathy and respect be flexible right like blair you were saying earlier another listener melanie said a similar thing she says i live across the u.s from my friends so for mm-hmm. us it's two to three five minute phone calls a week get it and an unbelievable amount of text messaging. <laughs> the- <laughs> True. But she says exactly what you said. They've known each other. She says, we laugh at each other's jokes. So it's a pleasantry. We're not going to give up anytime soon. Yes, Melanie. Yeah. I got to have people around me who think I'm funny, right? Right. Do you know how much like fake laughing I do at my five year old? Cause
1: he thinks that he's so funny. And I'm just like, you're funny kid, but like, do you know that I'm like 10
0: times funnier than you are?
1: And he's like, <laughs> no.
0: He's like, no, clean up my pee-pee on the side of the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I know, just because I don't put the word butt in for everything, which is the height of humor for my son. Oh, the height. I'm just like, ugh, use your brain. He's like, oh, you want to, mom, you want to push me on the merry-go-butt? And then you have to be like,
1: ha, 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 oh, you're so funny. Ugh, I got <sighs> real friends who think I'm real funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. And then one last thing I want to bring up, which is not a fun thing to say, but I think it's important. This is Molly Lloyd Opinion. Opinion by Molly. Trademark. I think that the prevalence of social media in all of our lives has kept people in our life that maybe wouldn't be there otherwise. Oh, say that again. It is so true. You look at your Facebook feed and you see somebody who you haven't seen since June 12th, (laughs) (laughs) 1998. You know, and you're like, oh, I'm so glad they got a hamster. Why do I know this about this person? This is bananas. And it's filling up space in our brain that we could be using for other things. Keep in mind, I love social media. I think there are some great things about it too, especially on your birthday when you have 300 new messages. Hey. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. But I do think that in this case, one thing that kind of complicates things is that there are also some friendships in life that when they have run their course, it's okay to say goodbye. Yeah. And that's okay too. And maybe it's because there are some strong feelings from either side about whether it's those envious feelings or maybe like you mentioned earlier, maybe someone is child free, not by choice. And it's just simply too painful for them to remain friends with you because it's a constant reminder of something, you know, that went differently in their life than they anticipated. Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: And the other thing is those feelings might all be wrapped up in the actual fact of this friendship has run its course. Yeah. And it's hard. You and I were just talking about this. Blair, weren't we just talking about this?
1: It's very hard because especially for me, because I pride myself so heavily on the friendships that I have and friends are so very important
0: to me, man. It's hard. It's a breakup. I love my friends.
1: Like, I love my friends. My friends get me through and have got me through so much. And when a friendship runs its course or when it's over or when the season of that friendship is over, it's hard not to mourn it or feel like there's more that you could have done or what did I do? Did I do something wrong? And sometimes it's got absolutely nothing to do with you.
0: Because your head knows it's the right choice and your heart feels their absence so acutely. It's a mourning period. You know, absolutely. It's natural and good to grieve. And we have those doubts. It's like breaking up with somebody who you knew wasn't good for you anyway. <laughs> but you were like, oh gosh, I loved the time, you know? Yeah. They bored out a little place in your heart. And that's. Is a hole in your heart that can only be filled by another friend because that friendship has run its course.
1: Exactly. (laughs) And it's also like you hang on to the idea of what it was. Oh, yes. As opposed to what it has turned into and what it truly is. Thank God for Pinot
0: Noir. Hey, now. It is true. And just remember that it's complicated by a lot of things, by emotions, by all those things that you talked about, the guilt and the questions and the worries. But trust your gut. Listeners, you got this. You got it. If this friendship has run its course, you know, as Marie Kondo would say, express gratefulness to it. Oh, I'm so grateful for what you've given me in my life. And now it is time for me to set you free. For sure. Yeah.
1: And then that way you can look back on it as I have. Yes. And love. You look back on it with fondness. And there's not so much... The bitterness can come in that mourning, grieving period, of course. But then like once you've gotten over that hump... I definitely have had those moments where I'm just like cackling out loud to the moments that I've shared with friend that's no longer
0: in my life. It's great. And it's made me who I am. It's part of my history. It's part of my DNA. Yeah. And good for you for focusing on the positive. And I think that's the takeaway from that is if you have figured out that this friend, the obstacles are just too many you've just simply grown apart yeah you've just simply grown apart for whatever reason good for you for focusing on the positive part i release you with gratefulness and i'm gonna remember our good times so fondly yeah yeah
1: you have to if not it's just gonna be like burdensome
0: and annoying yep. move forward with grace and with light yeah and then when your
1: kids have the same issue because you know what's going to happen. Oh, it's so hard. Yes. It's so hard. So at least you have that like you have that practice, that practice of gratefulness that you can like instill in them and show them how to move past. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's always good to move on, to learn how to move on. Ugh. Ugh.
0: Sometimes it's real hard. And then there are those friends who we cherish and we're going to put in this time that we talked about. We are going to I know how hard it is to feel depleted and be like, are you kidding me? I have a child on each breast (laughs) Uh and one who is like painting my hair with non washable. paint." (laughs) How dare. And I can't even imagine right now. Maybe you have to change the way you think about how what that friendship is made of. And talk to your friend. Keep that open communication open because that is the thing that's going to get you through these hard times and get you through this season of crazy. And then you want to grow old together. You want to play Mahjong. You want to play Mahjong. You want
1: to be able to hit those 90s R&B hip hop classics
0: in 2045. You want to drop that booty and bust those pants. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Don't just stand there. Bust your pants. You want it. You got it. You got it. We're so grateful for you all. Thank you for listening. If you like Toddler Purgatory, you can do us a solid by dropping us a rating or a review wherever you listen to podcasts. We would so appreciate it. Yes. And hit us up on our Facebook page chime in and listen to what some of
1: the moms and dads and parental units have to say. It's always a fun time and a a great community to be a part of. I agree. I agree. Thanks, Blair. Thanks, Molly. Love you. Love you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Take it easy.
2: Real truth alert.